This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is the Meg. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host, alongside me, the erstwhile, thoughtful, completely camel-backed, slipping it up and down, working the streets, working the magic, touching the feet, getting tragic. Mr. Justin Waddell, how's it going, sir? Oh, man. It's going. It's going okay. I'm, I'm happy to be with you in person. A little brown wall action. Like the old times, yeah. Bringing it in for the real thing. But yeah, it's nice to see you uh, in the flesh. Yeah, we got to watch the best, and now we get to talk about it. Yeah, watch it together. We begin August, folks. I know. Back-to-back shark months. I promise September will be a clean one, and if I'm, my math serves me correctly, mm-hmm. October, first week of October is when 200 hits. We have to play, do something special. Well, it's a Jason Patrick film, right? Yeah. 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 Do you know which one? It's going to be a good one. Well, it's a guarantee. Yeah. What, what do you think? We had talked about what the Alamo, After Dark, My Sweet, After Dark, My Sweet, The Losers. We could do the Losers. We could do your friends, friends and neighbors. Friends right? and neighbors. We could do Narc. We could do Narc. I mean, I'm kind of running out of Patrick. We could do Speed Two. What's no. the Tank movie that you always we talk about? We could do El Beast. Yeah. So we got plenty of choices. Well, he's very prolific lately. He's back working. It's a working stiff. Yeah, he's not afraid. He doesn't turn down projects anymore. He's in everything. Was it Julia Roberts he was with for a stretch? Of course. Good man. Love me some Jason P. He better keep making movies because every 50, man. Well, we got plenty to get through. Is he is he our spirit animal, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah, the unofficial mascot of the movie Microscope. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a beautiful mascot that we have. Yep. Curly-haired. Thespian. Simon McCorkendale's our spirit manimal. Yeah. That's true. Why so much shark, Nick? We go through great lengths for a pun. I think that's... Yeah. Since we've been watching so many shark movies, all the Jaws movies now, we're heading into four more. Is it renewing your fear of, of, of water? I never feared of water. the ocean? You never had that fear? No. So I was intrigued and enchanted by it. Even after a movie like this, you were you're, you would just jump head first or feet first into the ocean, no problem? I mean, I would, but I, I wouldn't do that on my best day, but Why? I would certainly like to explore the sea in a, in a craft of some sort. Have you snorkeled? I have, and scuba'd. Not, not the same thing, you're right. What do you, what do you like, what do you prefer? I love scuba diving. Okay. You've been down there done for a while. Twice. I've only done it twice. What did you see? A bicoot. Saw know. a bicoot, saw a lob. It scooted backwards real quick. <laughs> did you, what, what, what do you do down there? Just feel around and pick up shells? Well, you're not supposed to touch anything. You can't? You, you just, you kind of. What about of just, yourself? Can you touch yourself when you're down there? Well, uh, afterwards. 
No, it's a big, it's a big deal not to mess with the coral and all that tree. Oh yeah, yeah you don't want to, human humans already do enough damage. Okay, so you're you can only touch the water, right? And you can you know manage your buoyancy so that you get close but don't touch. Right. I accidentally touched a few. Did you? With my flips. Yeah, I was my flippers kept banging things. I, I'm not very depth. You know, I'm not really agile underwater sure. or above water. So I, uh, I'm sure I did some. I, I scared some, you know, jawfish and stuff. You did know. you see a big down there, or just mostly small? Well, I mean, barracudas are scary. I mean, yeah. because they appear next to you and then they appear nowhere. I think our friend Will I might be wrong. I think I'm right. I think he swam with sharks. He went to the the San Francisco to go uh, see sharks, and the day that he went, it was really overcast or murky or whatever. And he said that he didn't really see much. Didn't he? He didn't swim with them. I think he was in a, maybe he's in a cage. Oh, wow. Will, if you're listening, hit us up, let us know. If I'm not mistaken, it was a big deal. You went out there, West Coast, big plans, and then the weather wasn't cooperative. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was about probably 18 years ago, so. <laughs> yeah, I know he, he swam with his friend Carrie, I think. if I'm, I'm, We're remembering someone else's story, but that's okay. Let me, let me zoom in. Mm-hmm. Carrie Conran? No, no. Anyway, Will Will currently in another cage prison, so <laughs> hopefully his captive listener. You know that would might be a play for us is to be the only podcast allowed in prisons. Yeah, see, well, all of a sudden you'd see crime disappear. People would be like, they're banging on the doors to get in, huh? No, they're banging on the doors to not. They that they see a a guy drop his wallet in the street and they gently hand it to him. They see a convenience store owner facing away from the, the the door and they say excuse me sir you should face the front so you're saying that you they be, yeah they don't want to go to prison because they'd have to listen right. to our podcast right. <laughs> it's like they're not they're not worried about the prison shower they're not worried about yeah. having to join a gang or being movie microscope in the ass has cured crime yeah yeah okay i see it's our contribution well i'm sad i thought i want the prisoners to be excited about joggist you know? True, and I like the idea of going through our iTunes reviews and seeing just instead of the, their handle, just seeing their inmate number. In you know seven sixty four, oh, and yeah. Lompoc says, "Nice show, guys." Three three stars. We got a nice review recently. That, you know, thanks every once in a while we get a new review every couple months. It's nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it is. It's very nice. Yeah, keep them coming, man. You know, we, we're trying to get up to a thousand. I think we're currently at sixty-six. Yeah, I mean, there are uh, what do you call it? Octuplets born more often than we get reviews. There are <laughs> comet sightings. But octuplets. I was trying to think of something that don't happen often. Yeah, know? I know. What is? I wonder what the rate of that is. You're right. Daughter went off to college. It's too soon. Hope she fails out. <laughs> Going stu- to study sharks. That's what I'm saying. She's studying the aquatic. She's doing the aquatic thing down there. And, you know, to prepare, was she watching any of these types of films is what I'm wondering. No, but I tell you, we've done more in the past two months than her kind could ever hope to do. Yeah, we, we've zoomed in. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like I have a new appreciation of the underwater uh, space. You know, I, I feel like I know it, and I, I could probably answer some good questions. Mm-hmm. Like, people get eaten down there a lot. People make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's wet. You know, it's there's cute, there's cute quick lobsters. Anyway, I mean, let's not beat around the old guys. It's a movie microscope. It's a show we zoom in. We take an Arabian horse to task. We stomach punch a gypsy. We get railroaded through our own denial and our own intrigue. 
We whip up a batch of hotcakes, naked as the day is long. We shit ourselves thinking about Jesus' sacrifice. We lick the puncture wounds before it gets hot. And we zip up the old pillow bag before it's too late. Watch a movie with a set of disease, destroyed, sad-ass, Ghidra-esque, regenerating Hydra eyes. Let it go through us. Let it come back out. Disseminate. Decide what makes or breaks. Share what it likes you to listen to. So we're talking about Stand and Deliver. Talk about the scene where Lou Diamond Phillips is whipped to death by Edward James almost because of his perfectly shaped face. Talk about the little moments. <laughs> a lot of little moments in today's feature, The Meg. No, let me go back a little bit to Stand, Stand and Deliver. Was Lou Diamond Phillips LDP? Was he a student? Yeah. In the class, yeah, and he was he a tough like a toughie? Yeah. yeah, they were all toughies. But he was like the leader kind of. He was the toughie? he was the Ethan Hawke, I guess. I don't know. Okay, and then did he, was he obviously was he like blazingly intelligent and like I don't remember. I just remember that I worked at the movie theater when that came out, mm-hmm. and it was inspirational for people. Edward yeah. James, I believe I did see it when it came out. Edward James, almost good actor. Mm-hmm. Played the teacher. Yep. Who else was in it? You don't remember? No. Maybe Clifton. Clifton Gonzalez, Gonzalez back then, back in the day, maybe he was. I know he was in One Eight Seven, which is another up- uplifting school movie. He was in the Stone Age as well. Jesus, he just had like a movie that was got a, where he played a, um, a rodeo, like not a rodeo. I'm sorry, a jockey. Yep. And it got some it was supposed to get some Oscar buzz, and then it kind of blipped out. It was called The Jockey, I believe. Was it called The Jockey? I think so. He's a good actor, that guy. He just needs to pick a name and stick. I Clifton know. Collins. Clifton Gonzalez, Clifton Gonzalez, Gonzalez. That's my favorite. You know who gave him that name? Who? The guy in Goodfellas. I'm going to get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> so, The Meg, Nick. Now, this movie you have a history with. <laughs> a little. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit here? First, I will, I will say that I was thinking about this while we were watching it tonight. I'm not involved now. I wasn't involved in the version that came out. But it is 100% my fault that it exists. <laughs> This movie would not exist had I not interfered with the laws of nature. This should not. I was thinking about it. I felt very bad because even though I was wrestled off of this film amongst my partners, Mm -hmm. it's still its path was set in motion by our work. And it sickens me to think that not only did we not get to participate in making the movie we wanted to make, but also we opened Pandora's fucking sweet ass (laughs) snaggle box. Yeah, you did. Um, I remember when you told me that this was this is a long time ago that this might happen. You were very excited about the idea. You thought you had a big belief that this could be uh, like a summer action film that people would really like, right? I yeah, think, yeah. And you, and you really believed in its potential, and obviously that bore out. I mean, this movie was successful. Yeah, I mean. This version of the movie, obviously way different than what we were planning, but I have no illusions that the movie we were going to make was going to be great. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't meant to be great. It was meant to be a, a thrill ride. Right. I mean, the book is not exact. I, I love the book, and I love Steve Alton. I love the stuff that – I love all these, these stories that he has, but they are not going to change the world. And he's not a consumer of pop culture, so a lot of the stuff that he wrote that he envisioned is stuff that – I think for your sophisticated moviegoer is not going to blow them away. So I understand why things had to change. Mm-hmm. But the version that we were going to make was going to be a stripped down kind of aggressive, thrilling couple hours on the water. This was a different animal altogether. And it obviously made money and they're making a sequel and I'm sitting here at home. So 
So okay. uh, tell me a little bit about your your guys' version of this before we get into this version. Like, what would be different? What what was your uh, vision for the main character? I know Jason Statham isn't someone you had in mind. No, the the book is uh, is uh, it's very. I mean, obviously, there's a Moby Dick esque. Mm-hmm. kind of element to it but it was it was about a guy who was a scientist who was involved in a mishap where some people were lost and that's uh, how this movie kicks off sort of. of sort yeah. of but way different in the in the original story the creature is able to surface through the thermal vents or through the mariana trench in the blood of a dying creature okay that warms the water it's it's kind of a really iconic gory scene in the in the story but you know if you think about well when Jan de Bont came on board especially it, it changed from being more of a monster movie to more of a action movie which is what it ended up being well I think what it ended up being was something even different way different okay um, and you could thank one thing for all of that but yeah I think I think what we we're going to make was going to be more of a Jurassic Park tonally in a way, right. it's gonna. You were, you guys were shooting for an R, right? Like I mean, you, at least a PG thirteen. You had a cool, like, what was the start that you guys? You had always told me about. Well, the, the start. book starts off with the T Rex getting taken out by a mag. Yeah, which you you thought would be a cool way to. Start I would not film. be surprised at the sequel that they do. They do something like that. that. But but now, I mean, honestly, with Jurassic World and the Mosasaur, they stole. I mean, they didn't steal, but they a lot of the imagery that was so key to the Meg. Well, ours was just called Meg. And the book is just called Meg. A lot of that stuff people have seen. So it's good. At, you know, the thing right. where it's in the wave about to catch somebody that's already been done now. There's a lot of stuff that's already kind of that's, that's past its sell date. And honestly, when we were doing it, it was in the early 2000s, mid 2000, like 2004 and five. You know, this was before the MonsterVerse came into play. This was before audiences and then CGI became so flexible. We came out, you know, this was after 9-11. Nobody wanted to see monsters shortly after that. And that, I think that was something that hurt because... That sense of playfulness and adventure was sort of dormant for a while. Right. And it took, I think, the King Kong and Godzilla movies to sort of right the ship. And and some of the stuff in some of the other movies that came out. But anyway, this is a much different animal. This is uh this film exists because Chinese financing is rock hard. Right. They got a lot of money from overseas funding and it shows in the product. I mean, it's definitely a film that um, would not exist were it not for the fact they changed it to accommodate a demographic that uh, helped pay for it and uh, whatever it takes to get a movie made. I can't I can't really argue that. So w- let me ask you this. How close is this version to yours? There's nothing similar? The character has the same name. <laughs> the shark's in it. <laughs> I mean, it's... And the design of the shark, s- everything's very different. The sh- Our shark was very... We at one point we had a a, a, a bioluminescent shark, that's, and that's what point. they're that's what they're supposed to look like, right? Like they, I mean, that was one of the concepts. If I remember correctly, and it's been a long time, I've intentionally not revisited our scripts or the book or anything. Right there was, and there was a there was a design that I was really fond of that was really, and I I, I, I put it out there, and it kind of okay. got picked up and all that. It, it was just, it was scary. It was really you know it didn't look like a great white shark that was blown up to size. Right. Because I think that's one of the things that we were really trying to avoid was just make it a big shark that we that looks and feels like everything we've seen already. Right, right. This one sort of does just look like a larger great white for the most part. It does. Same color. Blunter face, you know. Yeah. And I think the sequel, if I'm not mistaken, the sequel, The Trench, there is a bioluminescent shark because it starts off with a, a pregnant one and then it gives birth to a baby that's bioluminescent. So that may very well happen in the sequel. Okay. I can't, I can't. Which they are doing, right? They, like yeah, said they got Ben Wheatley. I mean, who uh, the obvious choice to direct it. They watched his movies and said, perfect for a shark movie. I want, he seems to have want, been wanting to go mainstream. Like, he wants to make a movie that makes a lot of money. This must have been his pick, because he he's only ever made small things, right? 
Ben Wheatley. What's the Small. one he did with uh, Tom Hiddleston? Cooper High Rise? Ca- yeah, the Cooper. Yeah. That's as close. I think that's as close as he's gotten to doing a bigger film. Burgess, right? Anthony Burgess. Isn't that his novel? Yes. Yeah, so that is the guy who wrote Clockwork Orange, right? Yes. Yeah. But Kill List is an all-timer. Kill List is good. I didn't see High Rise, but I heard it's good. Did he do Free Fire? I think so. Yeah, so. It worked, worked with the best. Who? Army. Anyway, let, before we get into it, who would have been your lead? Like, who would you? you I mean, I, who, I know that we would like th- to see. We were thinking of a Kurt Russell type. So, like, a, so you wouldn't have gone younger. I don't even know. I mean, who knows? I just know that it was a very there was a very Harrison Ford element to the character. I thought not like a Michael Sarah. You, can, you yeah. know, think of. Let me help you try to backcast this. But in in two thousand and five, you think about. The tapestry of options, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that this 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 movie they just took what you guys are going to do and made the best possible version. They got Turtle in here directing. <laughs> John Turtle Do you think that they picked him because he has kind of an aquatic last name the, like Turtle Turtle? You know, like do you think that's why he he had an in? I'll you take know? that over the fact that he was a brilliant filmmaker. <laughs> what else has he done? National Treasure. The, all those films. He and some other things. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did some sort of dramas and romantic comedy type things, and then you can always tell when it's his film. Yeah, his fingerprints are because it says directed by on it. You know, John Turtletob. It's his vision, and then who is in this film? Like who? Who's star? Let's go through. You got the cast. Lee Bingbing, right? She's kind of the second build, right? You got Cliff Kurt, Cliff Curtis. You got Longmire. <laughs> what is his name? We <sighs> he was in Vertical he's got, Limit. He's got a super bland name, Richard Bland. What's his name? Boring Band. Tom Rock. What's it? It's, I think it is Tom Rock. Yeah. And got Ruby Rose in got here. Mazzy Oka from Heroes in there. That's right, for a little bit. Olaf, whatever his name. What's that yeah. guy's name? And what's he from? I know him for something. <sighs> He's been in a ton of stuff. Can't remember. He's like, he always works, that guy. And then and he got the person you think of most when you think of sci- underwater scientist, uh, hardcore submarine pilot, hotshot, just lovable dude, Jason Statham. <laughs> now, you like Jason Statham. I like Jason Statham a lot, but you don't like him in this. I like him in specific things, right? He, I mean, and he's he's always entertaining. But I just it's a weird choice. He's a me. he's a bankable choice. That's why he's selected here. But he's yeah, his name is Jonas. Maybe not quite fitting the role, but you know, in this role, that that character is envisioned more as a as a daredevil type. You know, someone who rescues people all the time. And not necessarily, like you said, a, a scientist. The premise is in this film, Rain Wilson's character, Rain Wilson also in this, Rain Wilson's character is a billionaire who has funded this research facility to penetrate the subthermal viscous membrane between the sea and whatever lies beneath. And there's a crew of people that are exploring this thing. And lo and behold, they unearth the existence of the ancient apex predator the ocean has yeah. ever known, the Meg. Right or or the megalodon, the right. megalodon carcharidae. No, they were they added the the. You said the the title was Meg. Yeah. The book and but they added the because they were worried that it. I believe they were worried that they didn't want it to be seen as a female like a two female title. They didn't want people to think the shark's name was Meg and it was a girl or something. So they added the the there. Right. Just to make sure that people knew this isn't a movie about a shark named Meg. Right. You ask what that guy was in. Trying to see the biggest. He was in that show, Nosferatu. Good. I like that. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the Dracula. Thing. I actually like that show. Where did I see him from? I'm was thinking it... of Dracula with Clay's bang. <laughs> Sorry. I, I stopped the show for this, and I shouldn't have. He was in True Detective. 
a little bit. He, he's in the last stuff. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go through it. And they release the shark and starts hauling ass all over people. That's pretty much the plot. That is the plot, yeah. So, movie starts out, like Nick said, Statham is underwater. He's he's helping, a like, a I guess a crashed nuclear sub, like a, a, a nuclear sub that's in trouble. He's rescuing the crew who have are in various states of either dead or wounded. And he's mm-hmm. pulling them into his little sub that's connected to the sub. And what happens? A, an object shows up on the screen there, the sonar or whatever, and they can only get some of them to freedom before it takes it takes the he has rest to make out. a choice yeah and his choice is there are two of his men are in this the, this nuclear sub they've gotten everybody else out alive and those guys need help they're they're they can't get up the ladder and statham he knows that this they're in trouble he knows something's been ramming this so he closes the hatch on these two living people and he gets away and the 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 nuclear sub immediately gets it blows up so he was it's yeah, a right it, call it kills d'angelo one of his friends, who I assume is only named after the, one of the finest musicians the world has ever known. But there's a guy played by Longmire. I think his name is Robert Taylor. Yeah. He's mad that this happened. He he thinks they could have saved those two. Those were his friends. And so he, he thinks that Jason, uh, you know, our, our hero here lost his mind and chickened out and closed the hatch too early. But we know that's not true. No, it's true. Oh, you think so? You no. agree with him? No. It's funny, Godzilla, the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie starts off with a nuclear sub getting Does ra- it? railroaded by a Godzilla, isn't it's, it? It's a big cliche in films. Like, you know, there's a hero has to make a sacrifice like this to, for the greater good. Like, you have to save the majority. You sacrifice one or two. You make a split decision. You know, um, the good news is that's the only sacrifice in the movie. That's a, that's a theme. It's a trend in this film. Um, anyway, so that's how it kicks off. And then we are visited. We visit a uh, like a research like center, like on the water. What is it? A, what's it called? Like a a rig. It's like a yeah. And they're and they're saying, "Let's go deep. Let's go super deep." And they're exploring the deep. And and our hero is nowhere to be found. He's not in. The, he's not in the movie anymore. No, but Rain Wilson shows up to mm-hmm. take a look at the thing he paid for. Exactly. Which is weird. Let me tell you. Okay, so first of all, there's uh, the the Lee Bingbing character. Right. Has a daughter on this, which why would you have a child on such a dangerous? Well, they don't know it's going to be dangerous. Like they, it's this new facility. They're going to research facility, but they have like I guess they're going to bring tourists, and it's all bl- blinged out. No, ling, <laughs> and uh, they're so excited. They're going to like get what is what do they keep calling the cloud? This what's it called? The frost climb or the something climb? Yeah, the... they're going to descend in there and see a whole new sea world. And Ray Wilson shows up. And he is, okay, now he paid for this whole thing. He did. And he acts surprised about everything he sees. It makes me wonder, did you not look at any of the schematics when they pitched this project? Well, he's immediately critical of it, but then they, they you know, he's, they're, they're, they're waiting to surprise him with the real deal. Then he is impressed. But, yeah, he, he has paid for a lot of the, the stuff. I don't, they don't really give you a big reason why. Like, why is he paying for all this stuff? Is it going to pay him back? You, are you trying to attach logic to this? But they get down there, and they've built this luxurious undersea viewing platform, basically. Mm-hmm. Every fish in not the unlike sea. Not unlike Jaws 3D. Not unlike every fish in the sea decides to show up to impress rain. Yeah. And he's looking out these underwater windows, and he's seeing all these sweet fishies and dolphins and whales and everything. And it looks quite nice. And then they revealed to him that they've they've kind of sprayed the water with pheromones or something. They, they did something. They played whale music or whatever. Whale music, yeah. and it attracted them. They played uh, Under the Sea by Sebastian the Crab. 
Um, they did do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they didn't play Kiss the Girls as featured on the very microscope. Show. Yeah. Um, there was a submersible down there with uh, this o- Oleg fellow, whatever his name is, and the ex-wife of Mr. Jonas Taylor, played by Jason Statham, and Masioka from Heroes. Right. And they are about to penetrate. Which the, he, and they make jokes about this. They do. Insert. They make jokes about inserting, I yeah. think. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's a small little bubble ship, whatever they're called, a submersible. There's three of them in, in, the, in this little tin can, and they're excited. They're going down. They see all these amazing uh, glow-in-the-dark fish. They throw lights off their ship. They're like, they're really doing it, Nick. They, they're really they're down there. They're seeing it for the first time. They're making And it just looks like regular deep-sea shit to me. The thing that I don't understand is there is no, there's no time for decompression ever in this movie. Right. I don't understand that they when they there's a scene later on where they have to go to Thailand to follow the Meg and they're instantly on a boat and I, maybe they're just trying to gloss over that whole thing but I thought that there was the bends and the high mm. pressure I mean there if you're in the deepest part of the ocean right it seems like there would be a, a period where you have to I think you're right I um, mean I saw the abyss but I that's know the thing about movies like this nobody wants to sit through this wait time to, so the characters don't get the bends like you gotta fast like you saying you gotta fast forward okay so I'll no, give that a pass for that give it a pass yeah they go down there and they are look there's all these gulpers and there's these weird squeams and all these little slantages and you know isopods with heart throbs all sorts of crazy shit going on down there Jason Statham wants to give uh what's her face the bends I don't think he me. does and me, you know the megalodon without showing itself, beats the shit out of that boat. Yeah, so they do a little... They hide the megalodon at first, which seems impossible because it's gigantic, but it keeps broadsiding things down there, and everybody's like, what's happening? And they do, like, the kind of Star Trek shake. Everybody's in the ship, like, bouncing around. I had one of those at Wendy's the other day. (laughs) So what happens is this ship then just gets broken, and our our little crew here sinks to the bottom of the depths here, and they're in trouble. They're alive, but in trouble. And so... The rest of the people up, up top have to figure out how to save them. And the only way they can save them? By dying. Called Jason. Oh, okay. They got Jason Statham, who is retired from this kind of shit and is drinking in a bar in Thailand. But what do we hear before that? What song? I don't know. Oh, God, is that is that, that early? The first time they play Oh yeah, yeah. the Asian version of Tony Basil's Mickey. Uh, Mickey, yeah. They do it twice. Which I own the 45 of. The original. It was a Chrysalis Records release. I remember right. that. And you liked it, probably. I don't know why. Is I don't it, know. Why. It's a remake, though. Itself, it's a remake. It's not a remake. I don't Tony think. Basil built that shit? I think so. And by the way, Tony Basil, or Basil. Is it Basil? I think it's Tony Basil. I'm not sure. But she's. I think she's like 70. She's up there. Like She was kind of older when by the way, came up. You know who had to have heard that song and taken mental notes? Who? Gwen Stefani. Why? She may have based her entire singing style on Mickey. I'm sorry. Not only is she in her... She's 78. Which is another record speed. How in the heck is she that old? I had the 45. Now she's a 78. Full circle, dog. She must have been like... Spin the black when circle. When Mickey came out, she must have been like 40 or something. You know, like... Is she right? Is that her original? I think so. I mean, I... Let me well, I mean, if you're if you're wasting the audience's time by searching... All right, for... let me... Give me a second. I'm not that adept at this. I just got the internet on my phone. <laughs> Music career. Cannot believe she's that old. Is she still? Is she? Is she still? Justin, present? we're fifty. I know. I know. I'm just saying. She's still present. She still. I mean, if she's still active, she's still doing this. She's still touring. It's got to be a remake. She had an acting career too. Mickey. Did she Rathbones when she was Mickey. Young? 
the single Mickey, which achieved international song as cover. Oh, is a cover of Kitty. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. 1979 is released by Red Man Racy. You were right. Cool. So then we meet the perfectly cast Jason Statham. Let's just pause for a second because it took a long time to get that out. That you just—that's a huge legit zoom. <laughs> I never knew that that song was a, a cover of another song. Here's how I remember. Okay. As a child, I'm, I'm going to guess that came out in '82. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, I just one. said that. Okay, I wasn't yeah. listening because I'm smart. <laughs> But I remember on the 45, it had, you know, they have the credit of right. the per- And I remember there was a, f- a name I didn't recognize. And that's where I, that's where mm. I'm thinking that it was a cover. So I dug deep into the vaults. Don't remember my kids' birthdays. We meet the perfectly cast Jason Statham. There's a, st- so after getting, uh, after Longmire basically gave him a bad book report, um, he's, he's an alcoholic now. He's in Thailand. Do they say he's an alcoholic yes. or he's just drinking beers? Well, he's, they say he's gone okay. into the bottle, gone okay. to sod. Sure, sure. Just you know, and so we see Jason Statham in a Halloween costume as somebody who is drunk, right? Zero body fat, perfect physique, drinking beers apparently forever. He's sleeping at the bar, like that's how you know that he's like. And then he the has a straw home. straw hat and perfectly clean clothes, right? Brand new clothes in every scene. Mm-hmm. He's living the high life. So give what? it, a, give it a shot. Try to make him look like a drunk. Their idea of making him look like a drunk is the 5 o'clock shadow that he permanently wears is an 11 o'clock shadow. That's the only thing they did to try to be convincing there. So they have 18 hours, to, they figure, to rescue these people. They need to get uh, – they take their sweet time. They fly to Thailand. They don't call him. They fly there to pick him up. Now, I don't know how far away they are. It was like a couple-hour boat ride. But anyway, they, they're kind of on the clock here, and they seem to be taking like a kind of leisure, leisurely approach. He says – He's not. He doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't. He, you know, I can't do it. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't rescue people anymore. And they tell him his ex-wife is one of the people at the bottom, and that gets his interest. So he has to go bail his ex-spouse out because she looks sort of like Rebecca Romijn. She looks like her, yeah. And meanwhile, she's at the bottom. They get bumped again because they they figure out how to get because they're cold down there. They turn the power of their ship back on. This this the light attracts this huge fish. It bumps the ship again. Guess what happens? She gets stabbed. She gets unfortunately stabbed in the midsection by a screwdriver. A little penetration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks painful, but she didn't. It's not a mortal wound, you know? She's okay. But they have so much air left, so. Mm-hmm. But that damage then ups the ante that Statham has to get down there quick. But in the meantime, what happens in this movie a lot is this other character played by what, what's her name? Masioka. No. Oh, Lee Bibbing? Yeah. She jumps in first. She, she Before Statham can get there, she takes a ship down to rescue them, to rescue her. And this is a with dive. No, with no plan. With This is a dive, they say, that no one has ever really completed the, the depth that like has gone down and done a rescue mission except Jason Statham. She's like, you know what? I'll try. She gets down there. Yeah, I'd like to leave my kid without a mom. <sighs> but they, she, the, the thing about her character is that they keep, it's almost like they're competing heroes. They're they're playing the same role in this film. The financing. Yeah. No, I'm just, they I'm just. I'm saying the financing. It We've got to make, got to give her a lot to do. Got to make her a hero or yank in our money. Which is fine. It just that it's funny because it could have just been one role. That's what I'm saying. Could have been her. Could have been her, yeah. Or it just could have been one character doing it. Jason Statham could have played the Cliff Curtis character, and we could have had this heroic lady. But instead... Yeah, so what happens in a movie? this movie is like she goes down there, floats around a little bit, is worthless, comes up so then Jason Statham can then rescue them. You know what I'm saying? But not before... But but keep in mind, when they go down there, they encounter the Meg for reals. Right. And it requires both of them to... 
you know, he has to distract it and, you know, she has to go surface and he has to, yeah. It creates extra opportunities for Meg interaction. I guess. And I'll say this, the movie, the production values in this film are through the roof. They're really good. Like, they put a lot of effort into, I mean, there's not a moment that's not digital, but there's a lot of really interesting visual stuff being done. So I'm not going to say it's not a good looking movie at times. What do you, what do you think of the shark? It has no personality, not that it necessarily needs to, but it just kind of does what the story needs it to do. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't like how it's – I don't like some of its movement. And I don't like how it bouncy it is sometimes. What do you think of its face? Kind of cute. What? Oh, oh. It's your dog. You sound like a, a devil going by on a motorcycle. Um, no, I'm just saying that the sh- <laughs> <laughs> Which is more likely than a dog barking. The shark – <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned a personality. The shark has none, and I feel like in this case that it should feel like almost like a like an ancient god, like an uncaring. You know, it should feel like like something that's just so awfully like gigantic and just doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. That's how it should feel. It doesn't. It does not feel that way. It feels like um a big jaws. Although know? there's a scene later on in the movie where all of a sudden they've got remoras attached to it, right? And I was thinking. Those remoras probably died because they've never they've never latched onto an ancient creature from beneath the the, right. the, the cloud of thermal sweetness. What's a remora? Is like a small sucker fish? Yeah, those are the sharks. You know, some symbiotic uh, little friend species. And what do they? How do they live? They eat the that's... they they catch what shits off the shark. Yeah, they, they basically yeah. the side of their heads got a little groove, and they just hook onto the shark and ride with it. And then when it eats, they grab the leftovers. Oh, and the shark doesn't can't do anything about shark it. Shark loves it. She fucking loves it. Those are his like little drinking yeah, buddies. If you go kinda. to the, if you go to the Georgia Aquarium, you'll notice the the whale shark has these little species that ride I, with I've it. I've noticed them. Yeah, yeah. I've caught a remora with it off of a pier once, and it was a very strange thing in my hand. And I would not you, expect. And you threw it back. Obviously. I let it go, but it's a weird ass prick. It's got a. It looks like something went wrong. It looks like fucking Rocky Dennis the fish. Well, that's nice. Have you ever kept a fish that you caught, or you always throw them back? Never. Actually, yes, I've kept both fresh and salt. Okay. I caught. I I went to the beach and I scooped up a bunch of shit. I put it in a thing and I drove it. And I had a, a tiny box fish for quite some time. It was a sweet so little. You, thing. you didn't eat it. You kept it for. I a would pet. never eat a yeah sea beast, but it was it was, just, it was plus yeah. it was the size of an eraser head. But I did with freshwater quite a bit actually. You did. I, I'm not a redneck, but I have redneck tendencies, I guess. So what, so all this mayhem happened underwater. They get they get some. Uh, they waste a giant squid too. Like a giant squid is like the best thing that's ever happened. So to the Earth. squid attaches itself. A giant squid attaches itself to this, uh, the the woman's um, submersible, and she is getting crushed by this giant squid. And it's a cool looking squid, but all of a sudden, squid loses its grip, and she's like, "Oh, I'm saved. What happened? How come this squid got less interested?" It's because the Meg ate the squid, which is embarrassing. You think so? For for the squid, yeah. Deep Sea Squid's badass, you know, epic, and then just gets his ass handed by a shark. It did. Then they are able to kind of get, you know, Jason Statham was able to rescue two of the three people. Why? Because that idiot is writing a, a, a goodbye note to his wife as soon as something malfunctions. And yeah. I think he didn't want to waste his writing. So he's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself so you guys get away. He clo- Instead of Jason Statham closing the hatch, he closes the hatch because he realizes if he doesn't do that, the Meg's going to take out both ships. Everything would have been fine. 
You think so? Get out. He should just get out up the ladder. And but I, did go. you notice that Jason Statham, when he's going down, he actually he has to he turns off all the power and turns off the comms and all that to go down fast. Mm-hmm. Yet when she's in peril, all of a sudden he's back on comms. Everything's fine. It's like he's been listening this whole time. <laughs> Jason Statham, you're sneaky man. Here's the thing about that: I'm putting myself in Masioka's shoes, or as I ever say the actor's name, if. I was in the same situation where they're like, hurry up, we're all going to die. If you know, if we don't hurry, I would be like, I guess we are all going to die because I'm not staying here. Right. So I would try to quickly go up the ladder, but I, as the gigantic shark ripped both ships apart and everybody died, I'd at least have the satisfaction that, hey, I tried, yeah. you know? And, and I, I'm I ain't not... going to, no way I was going to stay by myself. Right. You know? I also, the, an important question would be, is my pay the same if I'm in every scene or just this scene? <laughs> That may have been an, a, a part of it. Oh, your my pay is the same if I'm in just this scene. All right, I forgot he was in Heroes. Like I didn't watch the show that much, but he was kind of the highlight of that show. People liked his character. Uh, a lot. His his character was in the marketing for it. Well, he was in the he was the time traveler. I don't know what Heroes is. You never watched it? No. Yeah. Tim Kring. He was the um. He was the like the time traveling okay, like, but nerd. Uh, there's no way. At one point, he has like a sword. Tim Kring, and I'm following. And it has uh, Hayden Panaret or whatever her name is, who's coming back. Man, she's going to be. What has she had movie. some sort of a? I saw. I think she has some drug issues. Because I was at a grocery store buying some shit, mm-hmm. and there was a like a Weekly World News or whatever that had her. How saying, do you say her name? Patinier. Is it Patinier? I don't know. She's the cheerleader. All I remember, show. she's small. She's short. Yeah. She's a tiny thing. Well, she played a. A character in Scream 4 named Kirby, and uh, I liked that character, and I think a lot of people did. And so her death was ambiguous, and so they're bringing her back. She didn't really die, I guess, in 4. I didn't like that new Scream movie, though. I will zoom in. I thought it was kind of bad. They re- He rescues a percentage of the people. They they go up there, and I guess they don't realize that Meg has decided to haul ass through the layer of filth with them. At least one Meg. Spoiler. Oops. You know, there's this weird thing where he, they still don't s- sort of trust Jonas because of that report, even though he right. was totally right. He's 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 kind of an infiltrator into this little cadre that's been built. Right. Well, yet- so the guy got left down there and died, and so they just assumed that he again did the same thing at the beginning of the, he did at the beginning of the movie. He closed the hatch and then left someone to die. And so that's what they think happened, and he gets accused of that by um, our lead actress here. What's her character's name? Do you remember? It's, it's it's not the same as the book. I know that. She, is this character not in the book? No, in the book there's the, there's a Tanaka family. Is her name Tanaka in this? I don't know. Let me look. His name is Jonas, which is really easy to remember. Su Yin, I think, is her name. Does they have a last name? They don't. Because her father in the in the original in the better version, yeah, her father was sort of the name on all the all the all. The I remember. Books. I think I read that book, or I read some of it. You gave it to me, I believe. So I must have read it. I remember at one point someone gets like buzzsawed by the shark teeth. It's like the way he describes it. If I'm not mistaken, he um the the one thing that they did not that got changed instantly in in our version was he does not go inside the shark and cut its heart out. I think that happened in the book. Jonas? Like, yeah. He kind of does something like that at the end of this. Yeah, they don't have last names on her father or her and they nobody has last name except Jonas Taylor. Morris, you know, Rain Wilson, Cliff Curtis plays Mac, Ruby Rose plays Jax. Paige Kennedy plays DJ. Everybody's getting like almost alien type, you know, alien movie type names here. Um, the shark's got a last name. Yeah? Yeah. What? Henderson. The Meg Henderson. <laughs> um, so Jason yeah. Statham is, uh, then there's a, 
They see here's something that infuriates me. Now, obviously, I've mm-hmm. said it before. I'll say it many times again. Yes, this movie is is was about compromise. They had to make some compromises in order to get financing. And there's a lot of things where they try to have these cute scenes or they try to create humor and all that, and it's it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. The, the, there's no. It's a weird tone. It's a very one. weird tone. Mm-hmm. There's so Jason Statham's character is uh just just showered, I suppose. Yeah, so he comes back and he is like, "It's time to shower." Because whenever you do you do this deep sea shark fighting, it is time to shower because you probably sweat a lot in your suit. It's nerve wracking. So he showers, which leads to a scene where he gets to flirt with. Well, and she has to come in and be, and be shy about his physique, about his. She says he's naked, but he is a, like forty percent of him is covered. He's got a, like a white towel on his bottom half, but he is up top. Shredded. He's full chest and out, and he's looking he's 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 looking great. And so she comes in, and she's like apologizing to him because she accused him of some horrible stuff. But then she turns around she's and like, realizes that he's a piece of meat that she wants to uh, savor, <laughs> and has like a little that 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 you know says that. Yeah. And he's like used to being looked at and thought hot, so he's just like yeah. And like, this is the goods. This is what you got. This is what you bought into. And so that this movie, the whole movie is literally it's like. It's shark attacks and them flirting. That's the movie. But very, very surface level as if it was written by a high school student flirting. He never, they never get to put it in each other. Okay. Ever. Okay. Zero of that. There's no time. But, you know, it seems like there should be some. And the little girl is wanting him to fuck in a big way. So her daughter is kind of, she's smarter than the average bear, right? So she is trying to set up the romance. And she gives, at one point, gives Statham the eyebrows. Like, my mom likes you, eyebrows, eyebrows, like she wants to bone you. Her hair is just like Will Sampson's from Cuckoo's Nest. And there's a scene where she (laughs) walks off screen looking just like Will Sampson in Cuckoo's Nest. So that is not fair. We said we promised that we wouldn't do that on the show. You cannot just read the IMDb trivia. <laughs> anyway, showering Statham, right? And then and then um what happens next? The movie's reductive. No. <laughs> There's a roller robot. Cute. It's um I almost bought one for my little guy, my my uh, kiddo. So you one call your dick? Oh. And uh I did not, but I should have. She looks like she's having a blast with it in this underwater. Um, she looks like she's barely getting by with entertainment. No, she's and she's walking got angel directly wings behind on it. it with an iPad. Mm-hmm. And you said that you said this movie's trying to get a little Spielberg here. Edward and, Spielberg, a janitor that works in uh, the fucking. East. So this is the trailer shot: is that she plays with the robot, and then she's having fun, and then the shark is staring at her through the window and does like a little bite at the window. Does it remind you a little of that Shark Tale movie? A little bit. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Next episode. <laughs> Doing Shark Tale, right? And so, yeah, so everybody comes running. Feature my favorite actor, Will Smith. And they see teeth marks in the glass. They're like, oh, my God. Well, is it, the Meg already up here? The it Meg bi- came it does here? a cute bite. on the. It tries to it bite does. her, and that's cute. That's why probably my favorite shot in the movie. You like that? Yeah, yeah it tries to bite her. doesn't because it gets stopped by the uh, impenetrable ga- uh, glass. But just like Jaws 3D, that's the same kind of hallway, you know? So everybody flips. Like, we got a shark on our hands. And so people have to start falling into water so the shark can eat them. There, yeah, I mean... That's what happens. There's some of that. Yeah. There's some of that for sure. All of a sudden, the, all these things start buzzing off. Oh, the shark has knocked this boat over and this boat, so we got to go after it. we got to go to Thailand. So, they, yeah, now here's the thing, is before they all, do, anybody dies and they're in the sh- crew, they have to go, they know the shark's there, they kind of zip over to another boat in the waters, and that's all split apart and, and crapped apart, apart by the shark, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the dad character says, all this for a bowl of soup. 
Like, well, well, picked, because yeah, they found dead sharks. Yeah, they're just pulling out shark fins and putting the rest of the shark back, right? So he makes a little political statement. Buddy, it's it's that's a that's a look. I, hey, I'm I'm on board with this, but look, he later gets killed pretty much by a shark, so maybe he changed his opinion at the well, end. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about atrocities towards sharks, you need to look inward, buddy, because that's that is an East problem. That's an Eastern problem, right? The shark hate. You need to chill out. Right. To chill out with the shark slaughter. That means there's just not a whole lot of sharks this way because that would be a problem over here as well. People would be just machine gunning sharks as much as they can, don't you think? Like butterfly knifing that shark up. <laughs> yeah, they like to kill things in this country. Yeah, they like to kill things from a distance. Mm-hmm. You know? Bette Midler. Bette Is that Midler. what she was singing about? Um, what, by if, the way, what if that could, song is about a sniper? It would be so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Is that God? Is wait? Is God is watching us? Is that part of the lyric? God is watching. And then yeah, God, so. she mean by God, she means the mm-hmm. guy in this in the sniper's nest. It'd be awesome if, if she updated that song and just sang about a specific model of sniper rifle. You know, she inserted that in there. Bradley Cooper's watching us. <laughs> the eagle at six. The eagle at Joseph Fiennes gets destroyed. Is he in that? No, he was an enemy at the gates. Was Joseph Fiennes in that? Oh my God, he lives. That is a great Is movie. he the lead? No, Jude Law in this. Jude Law, Joseph Fiennes, Ron Perlman, Ed Harris. Joseph, Joseph Fiennes? Joseph Fiennes gets punctured forever. So does Ron Perlman. But he earns it. Like, he is a badass in that movie. He is. And and Ed Harris is the ultimate badass in that movie. And and the weird sex scene with uh, Rachel Weisz and Jude Law in a room full of people. Tell me about why it's weird. Because they smell? They do smell. Right. But they're they're having quiet sex amidst hundreds of other people. Can I zoom in on that scene? Uh-huh. Jude Law got to have it. You know what I'm saying? Got to have it. What is his character's name in that? Enemy? Is his last name Gates? Yeah. Sergeant <laughs> Gates? He's I haven't Russian, seen that right? for a while. You Wait. like that movie. I love that movie. Who directed it? Did it's one of those French... It's one of those guys that Perlman always works with. Is that Anod or Genet? One of those Frenchies he loves. It's not Genet. Genot or whatever his name is. It's not that guy. It's one of those French... It's one of the guys that... Is, who did City Lost Children? Genot, right? Is that his name? It must be him. I don't think or so. Or Anod, Jacques Genot. Who did the cave movie? With our boy? With uh, with Ron Perlman. Cave movie with Quest Perlman. for Fire. Oh, I know. Is it that guy? It's one. There's three French filmmakers he notoriously works with. Okay. Jean-Jacques Anod, Jean-Pierre Genet, the other one. Ed Brock. Whatever. I wonder if it's the other one. Sandy Freaks. I think it's a Freaks film. <laughs> Fincher Freak? Let me look it up. I, don't, yeah, I didn't bring my phone because I'm a professional. I've been on this phone a lot tonight. Sorry, guys. It's better than talking about the goddamn Meg. <laughs> Enemy at the gates. At the gates. Um, he's. It's directed by John Turtletop. <laughs> what? Yeah, Jean Jacques Anod. You're yeah. right. The uh, first person you said. And is he still out there? He's got to be. How's his COVID? Born in 1943. 77. 70, well, no. Fuck. 72. Well, 82. 80. I don't have to do the math. Well, my dad was born in 47. And he would be 75 right now. So I did that math today. Yeah, he's still out there. Oh, directed Wolf Totem in 2014. Oh, what's he best known for? Did he do Quest for Fuck? Um, Seven Years in Tibet. Nice. The Lover. Oh. Wow, The Bear. The Name of the Rose, Quest for Fire. Amazing, by the way. Before he did Quest for Fire, he did a movie called Hothead. Hothead. Is that about Johnny Blaze's high the school The miserable years? football player becomes a town hero after bringing victory in an extremely important game. Uses fame for revenge. To the team star for the previous mockeries. They, they, obviously, that's 
not written, written well. So, the Meg. No, Hothead. People sacrifice themselves a lot. Stupid. So, yeah, and this whole... So, Statham has to... Like, the, there's a big shark fin. The, one of the things they do in this movie is there's a gigantic shark fin that keeps, like, circling things. Like, they tell you how big the shark is. And their plan, once that shark rises, is they're going to have to tag that fin with something, and Statham has to swim to it. And the old man's like, think of the soup. Think of the soup with that big ass. And so he swims towards it, and mayhem. But what happens is they actually end up killing it. They, they kill they, the Meg. They give it poison, but not before she goes into a shark cage and right. completely, There's... as a scientist, does not know what eight feet long looks like. She talks about these eight-foot-long sharks. Yeah. They're, They're, like, 15 feet long. Anyway, she's she's in there looking like a Tron, like an extra on. Like she, you know, she's got the Tron suit on and a glass cage, and she's underwater. The, the plan is to poison the shark. She has a little shark mayhem again where the she does poisoning it, but it's eating that glass cage. And he has to rescue her again. And he has to rescue her. So there's yeah, and so this leads to a bunch of kind of fun shark stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's outrageous. They re- he's on like a little zip line. They have to reel in, and the sharks chasing him. Like he's chasing Statham. <laughs> Statham. Anyway, they end up killing they, the shark. Dies. Yeah. And they for some reason put it, the dead shark on their boat like a trophy. Right. Well, yeah. she wakes up. She, she dies, and they they save yeah. her, and she wakes up somehow mm-hmm. in a room now. And, hey, come out and check it out. And everybody's, like, really high, high on themselves. They're taking photos with the creep. Yeah, they they're can't. They're proud of themselves. They're proud. They, and this, the, 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 the Meg looks super banged up and dead. And you're thinking the whole time, you're like, oh, my God. This movie's called The Meg, and they already killed it. It's like there's an hour left. Yeah, so what's the rest going to be, like, a political commentary? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh-oh. Oh, shark. Huge. So our our friend Olaf, or actor, or whatever his name is, in this, um, he gets divided. He falls off the ship, and he's just having a blast in there in the water. Yeah, and he gets swallowed whole. And then the, the shark by, eats the other shark by Meg too, who's just swimming up to take a big bite out of the smaller version. Fucks the entire boat away. Yeah, and that's when the the dad dies. He gets knocked uh, knocked out. This is infuriating. Why? Well, I mean, there's a couple people that get hit by large pieces of machinery and survive just fine. Yeah. Then Longmire has to sacrifice himself. He does. Yeah, so Jack's... Dumb as shit. Ruby Rose and Longmire... And Ruby Rose, let me stop. She plays the designer of this undersea complex. So that's a weird thing that happens in this film. Okay. You can go ahead and I'll... You you go ahead and then I'll... I'm just saying I hate the fact that they they make this character who's a very smart character who's supposed to be a badass... And they spend so much time on her appearance with the hair all styled up and the tats. They try to make her into like this. Trying to make her look kind of like a badass, like, I don't know, hacker type. Like, it's just not a, it doesn't make sense and it belittles her achievement to so, me. So, no, what's weird about it is that Statham, like, she looks like um, a rock and roller, let's just say. She's an, an anime person. character. And Statham at one point said, she says something and he turns around and he goes, well, I, I I trust you. You look like you know what you're doing. Like he says it to her, and it's not a joke. Like if you you know that her it's parent, meant to be like a coolness. Like he's like, yeah, I, I tip of the hat. And then later, when she's in the water and Longmire, we'll keep calling that, has to, the shark's coming straight for both. Of them. Heller is the character's name. He's in he, the book too. He says, "Does he die in the book?" I'm sure. He says, "Okay, I'm. This is how we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna go." And he tells Jax, this woman, he goes, "You're a good person." And then he starts splashing around in the water so the shark would just bite him and you know kill him. But they're instead. like 19 feet away from each other. The shark could have just as easily snacked on them both without a hesitation. Right, but he sacrificed But I just thought it was funny that he told her she's a good person. And maybe he's just saying that to himself so he won't feel so bad killing himself. Maybe he really does think she's a piece of shit, but he's like, I can't. I just got to 
you know, psych myself up and do the right thing. He also has to think this shark can eat us both instantly. All of a sudden, she's right at the boat. She gets up. And then they forgot about Cliff Curtis's character, Mac, and he has found a <laughs> raft with a motor. Right. The next, they, 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 the next scene, they are hauling ass in the seas with two rafts. Right. They found a second one out of nowhere. They did. And they've got the old dying man on it. And the shark nowhere to be found. So they were talking about how the shark is attracted to the noise of the motors. They're on these things, and, and suddenly they have like a mile lead on the shark, and the shark is maintaining a safe distance for no reason. That's what, another thing I will say about this movie is the shark, the shark is feeding on very small things. Like the shark is gigantic, and it's swallowing people. I mean, that's just like eating a mint, right? Like a lifesaver. That can't be like, that's not dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Is it saying, are they saying that he now he has like three people in him, he's, he's full? Maybe no. he's just not as interested. I think what they're saying is we need to move the plot and we need to keep the shark. I know what they're in. saying. I know that they're doing but, that. What do you think of Statham's feet? They keep they show his feet a little I bit. I didn't notice them to be honest. Yeah, wicked feet, man. Like he, he's got some pretty hooves. But the the not bad. it's an infuriating sequence where the old man passes away and has to give his daughter a speech once again financing. How are you taking these character deaths by at this point? Kind of checking off boxes a little bit. You have to keep the deaths coming. A little inside baseball at this point, Nick had to go walk his dogs and apparently knocked one of the microphones so it was backwards. As a result, the remainder of the episode has some extra reverb and stuff. I, I gotta say, I, even though these characters are kind of thinly drawn, I don't, I don't want to see them getting killed by sharks. A shark. I don't want to see them getting swallowed. I okay. feel bad for them. All right. It start all these sharks that start to take a toll on me a little bit. Don't in bother these me. Movies, huh? Don't bother me. You just want more. I don't really want more, but I want the sh- the shark is the best. Always. Are you rooting for the shark? I'm rooting for most of the sharks, yeah. And so at the end, when the shark inevitably dies, like they have to kill it, is that a sad moment for you, typically? No, because hundreds of other sharks get a nice meal out of it. At the end of this yeah. one, particularly, right. Look, the biggest shark shows out, and then they have they, they realize it's going after a beach. So they have got to go fuck it up. They realize they haven't, they haven't actually remade Jaws yet. Right. So they have to now. So they... But they, it's super in Asia. Yeah, I, I wrote down the name of the place. Sanya Bay, I think. S- Sanya Bay. Cool. <laughs> Is it cool? Here's where I... Because if you remember the marketing for the film, they did most of the marketing for the film was about this scene. Yeah, well, yeah, and there's a lot of... It's, it's, over, it's an overcrowded beach. They sell, they sell uh, the movie as a thrill ride of massive may- mayhem amongst the populace. Right. And it's a tiny, tiny piece of this movie. Oh, we didn't talk about Rain Wilson's death yet, because it happens before this. Yeah. He, Rain Wilson apologized to everybody that he's he's about his hubris, and he knows people have died, and, and maybe part of partially that was his fault because of his sense of adventure and his push, you know, constantly pushing them to, to kind of dig deep into this this trench. And but he really isn't apologizing. He, he makes his he's like, let's kill the shark ourselves. Right, like, cause he said he called everybody, he called the authorities, but he really hasn't. He hasn't, and he wants to just blow it up himself. Why? He has a plan. Well, Why he, he wants to do his this. excuse is that for every death that happens it's on the surface, lawsuit. he's responsible. But I think also he wants to win. Weird, rich guys are different, man. And so it leads to a, a bunch of scenes where then he gets killed, like a bunch of like kind of a run up to his dumb death. So they kill a whale. They kill. They, they kill an obvious whale. They think it's like they kind of blow up this way and so it's this dead whale body floating in the ocean they go up to it realize it's not a whale then then meg he gets his crew tries to get out of there they he falls overboard yeah and gets consumed by the meg here's one of the problems this film is bloodless right well that's pretty gross the dead whale 
No, animals are treated very unfairly, but humans, there's no mm-hmm. real blood, and it's not. It feels very digital. But they kill a mother and kid humpback whale in one scene, which is so sad. Right. Well, they allude to the mom dying. Well, yeah, but we see the child die. I know. And then they they humans blow up a real like they blow up a whale. Right. Rude. It is. But but then when the humans are killed, it's bloodless. Now, granted, you're right. They're tiny. They're little, you know, tic tacs to the shark. So Rain Wilson dies. He's, cli- he's but his just, hand is still there. It's so weird. He's climbing up on this dead whale, and it, it, the shark comes and takes a gigantic bite right next to him. And he thinks he's okay. He's like, oh, it's just biting, the, and then it, then it consumes him. But it shows him getting bitten off of this dead whale, and it, his hand is left. Right. Like the shark has a pr- precise bite. Very digital. There's a the, the digital stuff get got to me a little bit. It was a little much. And I, and I know we're in the 2000s, and there's not going to be a mixture of practical effects in digital, but it did feel a little too digital. Then the shark starts to fuck it up uh, to a lesser extent. And, and, but it felt... Remember that pr- the first the Piranha remake? Right. Where the, the piranhas attack? It's, it felt... Similar to that? To, to me a little bit. Yeah. Without the obvious gore, the crazy gore that was going on. Right. The tone of this is everything. And you, and the movie's not awful, I guess. But if they had decided to Lake Placid it up and, and actually wink a little bit and make it intentionally a little over the top in that respect, they would have gained some mileage with it. Right. Or if they went the other way and made it cold as hell. But I just think the tone right the way it is is... It's safe. There's nothing. There's no risk being taken, and I. Well, they kind of want it to be a fun, like action movie, and so I think that's why they kind of just. There's no blood. There's not a lot of blood. And and you were right when we were watching the the the, the climaxes where Lee Ling, or Bing Bing, what, what's her name? Lee Bing Bing. I yeah, think. Lee Bing Bing and Jason Statham Statham are down there, and they are in many stuff. It does very much feel like the Phantom Menace when they're avoiding the Sando Aqua Beast or whatever. Yeah, it does. Like, remember? Of course. Whenever so she's mourning her dad, right? And she has, she has this picture out. She has a little like shrine built to her dad with oranges and apples and bowls. In As front you of do, him, you know, paying homage to the dead. He comes in because he's the pits. Statham comes in. He's like, "I'm sorry, your dad totally died like the biggest puss on the sea." <laughs> and uh, the shark movie, he bumped his head and died. I mean, this sucks for you. It's an embarrassment. But she says, "This is what bothered you." Is that she's in a gigantic boardroom in the ship, and she's like, <laughs> he's like almost like right next to her, and she's like, "Come in." Right. You don't like that. I hated it. <laughs> and I, it was a make. It was like she had turned a boardroom into a shrine. Right. Why? There's no door. It was a giant portal entryway. Yeah, I think you know like the, you, he could have rolled a mechanical bull through there. This is something that maybe is not part of our culture, where they you leave fruit for like as an homage to that or, you know, the spirits maybe feed off of fresh fruit. I don't know. That's right. something we do over here. But I just kept looking, like, wouldn't it be amazing if the, it, like, she's, like, in tears, he's, like, kind of embracing her, and they cut back, and there's a big old bite out of the apple. Like, the spirit was, like, right. you know, taste, taking a tasty hunk of apple. At first, her dad's spirit. Slice of orange. Her dad's spirit chokes, and the apple dies again because oh. he's a super puss. So then, her his ex wife, who haven't she's not in this movie a lot. You know, Thank she's got God. this screwdriver in her midsection. She's in the, in this. Uh, so does quor- he, drunk quor- ass bitch. Quarantine. <laughs> she's quarantining in this this hospital in this facility and playing uh, cards on the bed of the little girl, mm-hmm. who is a card shark, as they say, or card sharp. <laughs> I think is a. What do you think of all that scene? That's kind of when... I was fed up with that Will Sampson little creep by then, big time. She, Yeah, she's very precocious, obviously. She's good at cards. She's very smarter than 
than her age. And uh, she, this is when she does the eyebrow thing with Statham. Like, my mom wants it <sighs> so hard from you, you know? It felt like, and I'm sure she's a good actress that knows 100% mm-hmm. English, but it felt like she had learned her dialogue phonetically, which is fine. Uh, we do it all the time on the on this side of the pond. It right. just felt really... I don't think she was bad. I thought she was excellent. You know what the problem was? The lighting in the first scene where she interacts with Statham, they had this awful... Yeah. lighting on her so it was reflecting in her eyes and it made her look like a dark spirit you think so yeah like she come out of a well to talk to Jason so Smith. anyway she's she's doing the eyebrow wiggle at him do you think he's catching the signal like because his ex-wife is too his ex-wife's like you should get on that like you should really do yourself a favor and slide on in yeah yeah take it from this eight-year-old wingman who came out of her you know, she's like, I've been in there. You you want to you want to get in there? I left a, I left a note for you in there. <laughs> you retrieved the sex note. But yeah, she's like. So anyway, this 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 mom is very hot for Jason Statham. This movie. There's nothing that indicates she's hot for him. What are you talking about? You talk about the the, the 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 bad jokes. She can't wait to jump on that piece of meat. Are you kidding me? She's just she's awkward. No. She can't. She even does like she just. She makes fun of him when he almost dies. Like, that's a total move when you want to have sex with somebody. Okay. I, w- I mean, it should be James Bond at the end. They should be rolling in the hay. I, you know? I would not want to see that. I need to see them hook up. Remember that whole thing where the in the transporter he was supposedly gay? I need to hear him moaning re- over the credits. And then they <laughs> retconned it. Who? His character in the in the transporter was totally going to be gay in the first two movies. Louis Leterrier or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they intentionally retconned it in the third one when somebody else made the film so that he was super not gay. Oh, because they so they make kept it ambiguous in the first two, and in the third one he's like smooching on somebody. Yeah, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And so, did Louis Leterrier not do the third one? No. Yeah, he was hulking out. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing Fast Ten now. Did they? Oh, they did they get got him. The best. They got him to pinch hats. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez was doing a public uh, apology, like, saying he's doing great. Was she? Yeah. Man, he's bringing <laughs> no one some believes new, it. New it, shapes it well, to didn't this. he do it? Didn't he do the best Die Hard? He didn't do a Die Hard, did he? I think he did do a Die Hard. Am I wrong? I know that uh, Kate Beckinsale's boy did one of them. Oh, am I mixing those guys up? Underworld guy. Yeah. What's his name? He has a cool name. Like it's a, similar, a very right? Bland. Matt. It's like Matt Wideness or something. What is it? It's like <laughs> Lee Lee Withheld. That's the best Lee ever. Wiseacre? Might be Lee. Lions. I don't think Beckinsale and him are still... Well, yeah, he, he's not financially viable anymore. She said, I'm getting out. Fast X, The Takedown. Let me see here. Oh, he did the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Now You See Me. Clash those, of the Titans. I like those. I like those Transporter 2. Yeah. Like he's had a kind of an interesting career. What's that good-looking guy's name that did Underworld? Len Wiseman, that's his name. That's right. He's the guy that did Die Hard. Yep. Is he, how's he been... Len. He's like, let me do a Total Recall remake. That'll work out. He did do it. Oh, my God. So he's a little younger than us, by the way. Most are. Oh, my God. He's working on the Sin City TV series. There's a Sin City TV series coming out. I don't want... I don't want it. I don't want... She broke up with him because every time he had an orgasm, Murr came out. (laughs) I mean, that is specific. Anyway, in this scene, they try to do a Jaws... Homage. So, what are you, Jacques, Jacques and Homage. And they. It's the Frenchest episode we have done. And they, um, there's a little doggy. There's like people aboard a yacht and they're, they're Yorkie, right? Right in a wedding and this Yorkie jumps in the water named Pippin, right? It's supposed to be named after the dog 
And Jaws, I guess, but guess what? Pippet. That jaw that dog's name is Pippet. They fucked up their jaws. There's a couple of times when they're screaming reference. the same where it sounds like Pippet. You think so? We should have turned it on the, the uh, sub, subtitles. Do you think it would say Pippet Panting or something when it's in the water? Submersible titles. So this is like where the tone is kind of weird, is that this dog, they pay attention to this dog a lot, swimming towards and then away from this gigantic shark. They spent a lot of time on this little... I wouldn't mind... Would it be a cool scene, like a whole movie is of a dog trying to survive a shark? What do you think? No. What it's are you a stupid up? idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find out. I'm, I'm watching the, the scene with subtitles for a second just to see. Are I got to know. if it's You're actually pit. watching the movie on your phone, huh? About to. Well, we can still talk because I don't need to be focused. This on is this. a big, this is a, a, to, a, to me, this is like a perfect airplane film. Like, you could watch this on an airplane. If it's going down. <laughs> Whoa. What's that? The beginning of the movie. You're starting... <laughs> I'm going to watch it all the way through just to get to Pippet. Can you imagine? So anyway, they have some underwater shots of this dog swimming, and it's like very... I mean, I love seeing it in 4K because it's very detailed. The dog has a little braid in its hair. It's like it's a, I hate I hate it. What are those dogs called? Like a... Glamour pet. Glamour pet or a toy toy poodle type. Uh, and the, the woman's very worried about this dog, the, the, the bride, and is blaming the groom for letting it get away, getting off the ship. So typical. Yeah. It's not a good start to the marriage. There's a gigantic prehistoric shark attack. The dog almost dies. I think it maybe the shark maybe eats part of the wedding party. I, I think some maybe I'm wrong about that. People do die on this beach though. It's Pippin shouting in Mandarin. Pippin. Yeah, it's. I believe they they messed their Jaws reference up. Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe it's not Pippet. I think it is Pippet in the original Jaws movie. Anyway, so they do their direct Alex Kittner reference here. Uh, Kit Kittner, right? And, um, You're right. It's Pippet and Jaws and Pippin and the Meg. Yeah. And so they have, I think even the mom's wearing kind of a similar outfit to Alice Kittner's mom in this. And it's just like, the, he goes, can I go in the water, mom? Can I go swimming? She's like, no. And then she's like, okay. And it's this little kind of chubby kid. And he has he take, a popsicle. He has a popsicle and he goes out. And I, I don't know if he goes out in a yellow, is he going a yellow raft? I don't think so. No, but I, I know why he was licking that popsicle. Because he grew up feeding on them moms. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> what do you mean? His mom is, was carrying. His, 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 his mom had his mom had a nice figure. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh my god, his mom, her mom's. <laughs> Are you saying he had like an oral fixation? Yeah, at this young he, age. Yeah, she breastfed him till that weekend. So yeah. Anyway, he. Um, he goes out in the water, and that's that's kind of the, a direct reference to the gigantic, the original Jaws, the original shark mm-hmm. movie, Jaws, yeah. that I saw, I told Nick, I saw replaced in a list, that it's now number two, The Shallows is the best shark film now. Unbelievable. Yeah. The film Twitter, or the, the film internet, what a great place. Mm. Anyway, they beat the shark and they win, and it dies. I know, we're quick, skipping quick, so quick, much. Are we really missing... The shark. I mean, well, there's some fun scenes where the shark kills a guy in a ball. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's having a this guy. This poor guy's having a blast in this like blow up ball. He's in it, and he's he's on the water. You know, just what do they what do they what he's scooting around on this ball. You know, he's inside and, a ball. And um, no, it wasn't the first time. And then he's trying to. 
the shark comes right at him and he's trying to get away and he can't and the shark pops the bubble and eats him. Yeah, well, it, yeah, we think. And then it shoots, it shoots like the valve right towards the screen. Yeah, it eats a couple of these people. Not many because... Not enough. Our heroes have done something super intelligent. They've lowered a, an iPhone into the water that plays whale noises or something. They've lowered a speaker. But it's like hooked up to a phone. Of course it is. And uh, then that attracts the shark to come in for Jason Statham that then have like an insane battle with the shark where he super wins. Like an insane win. Like he disembowels the shark with his ship. Then he gets out, knifes it in its face to hold it close so he can then stab it in the eye with the sphere. The spear. And it remember it like kind of jumps out of the water in agonizing pain and falls backward dead. And then gets eaten up by every shark. And every it. shark comes in and is like, I hate that bull, big bully shark. We hate it. We're going to feast on it. And all these smaller sharks come and eat it. And they die because prehistoric meat's gross. And yeah, it has it has a really like um, eventful death. Like it's, Lots of blood. Yeah. Finally. But Statham really action heroes it up. He, it reminded me a little Reign of Fire. Great movie. McConaughey. Battling that dragon, you know? Well, except Satan except, lives. Yeah, big difference. Love Rain of Fire. By the way, jo- what was his? Jonas? Taylor. Sulk? That's what I kept calling him in this. Because he is bumming out at the beginning. But at the end, he knows he's going to get laid. So he's like kind of thrilled. He knows he's got a date with this very beautiful I mean, action hero. Or whatever you say. You don't think she's pretty? Something. He's thrilled. Like, they've been... They've been connecting the whole movie. Like, now it's time. It's payback time. No more fish. Get a little alone time. He, he invites her to go on vacation with him and the little girl. Like, he said, you should come along. Vacation time. How yeah. does it end? What's the final thing that happens? It's died. Instead of the end, it says? Finn. So funny. Wah, wah. Helicopter crashes into each other, by the way. They couldn't. Shark mayhem wasn't enough. Yeah. These two reporter helicopters. And in Meg, the book, a yeah. helicopter gets grabbed out of the sky by a shark. I thought that was going to happen the whole time. Yeah. Yes. That, that helicopter, to its credit, goes in hard on the deck of that ship. It does, yeah. yeah. That's everybody has to jump off and the, the And ship, the yeah. comic relief stuff, the DJ character is so bad. I don't think... I kind of like that actor, though. Have, have I, you seen I, him? I try not to. I, didn't, I thought he was kind of fun in this. He was awful. And um, he was given awful dialogue, and he was almost unwatchable. Seriously? Yes. He's not. I thought he was fine. I liked him. In it's this. like they said, "Oh, he's black. Let's give him the most generic black character lines in this movie." Absolutely not. Really hated. It's one of my least favorite things about the whole thing. I I liked his character. He was kind of like the one that was like saying reasonable stuff at certain times. Like he's like, "We should leave. This is horrible. We're all gonna die." He's right. I was surprised he didn't die. So they must have liked him his character enough that they wanted. He is he not coming back for the sequel? I have no idea. Could you tell me? I don't want to. Turtle Tob is not coming back. His name's Paige Kennedy. Here's the bad thing. They had to have an intervention with me and Jan de Bont. When, oh, because you used to badmouth Jan de Bont, right? I was always a harsh critic of his. And he knew? Yes. And he was sore about it? Sore as a butt. So we had to meet in Santa Monica. This was an intervention <sighs> before we officially hired him on board. And I had to go talk to him. And we had a... We had lunch together and got to know each other. And you bit. liked it. You actually yeah, we actually liked hit it. it. We actually we got along famously. Why did you hate him? I'm sorry. Why did you? Bad Tomb Raider Two was sort of. I, I just that's actually. I think there was like the when I used to do an article called the movie Microscope on Chud. That was one of the ones that I really you took made fun of it. And he did time. the Haunting, which was not which good. Which was awful. And he, there was another one. The Haunting was really bad. And Speed Two or Tomb Tomb Raider Two was really bad. Speed Two, he did that too, didn't he? Yeah, but I, that doesn't bother me. Because um, Patrick. Patrick. Leeches and Patrick, one of my favorite '70s pop acts. Is is Jan Devon, I said the only thing he's done that was director wise that was good is Speed. That's it, right? No, 
What else did you do that was worth it? Bug Twister was beloved. Not good. I kind of like Twister, but that was a big hit. I don't like it. I, I have to watch it again though. But he's not. He's not still out there doing anything. No, actually, this movie. I don't think he made anything. It, it, he was attached to something av- when this thing came apart. I'm trying. You know, I've been trying to think of some of the some of because I spent years on this movie. Right. And went through so much crap and had to spend so much money flying around and going. You know, a lot of people made a lot of money on our version of the film. I wasn't one of them, and it was just a crazy ride and and we had that i don't know if i've ever talked about this but there was a period where um we were with new line it wasn't warner brothers it was right. new line obviously we had great people jeff katz was one of the executives amazing guy um guillermo del toro obviously lloyd levin ken Atchity, who's still involved because he's steve's agent a bunch of people anyway there was a period where they basically had the ability to make i think four movies they, they had the they had to choose four movies out of five to make right and they chose we were the one that fell through, even though our group had brought them to, coincidentally, a Chinese financier. The movies they chose to make was Hairspray, okay, um, Rush Hour Three, really, Golden Compass, oh really, and the last Mimsy. I mean, all hits. Actually, even Hairspray, which was a hit, cost a fortune. Did it really? And the last Mimsy was a Robert Shea passion project. The oh, head wow. of the studio said, "Let me, I, mean, I can direct." Is the only thing you directed? I, Maybe I another hope, thing. Once. But jo- Jodie Foster was there? No. Last Mimsy? Yeah. She was in it? I think. She may have been in it, but that was, yeah. We got. Mm. That sucks. I mean, like. So but I would go through. There were periods of, like, on a, we were waiting. We had, like, what was called a blinking green light for the film. Right. Like, we had higher production design. Like, things were in motion, and that gr- blinking green light just never went full green. It was It was excruciating excruciating stuff and 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 wait i mean lloyd levin and and lawrence gordon like you ever left the project relatively early right because he he didn't put up with some of the studio shenanigans and all that but lloyd and uh and, and larry gordon put they really spent a lot of time and effort on it and they got the same amount of that i did out of it dick you did know? you ever get paid not a cent really not a cent i had a deal i had a i had a deal i had a contract right that would have kicked into into play once the film was greenlit. So did and it was a contract that was very attractive. Is it hard? Is it hard for you to think about this movie and, and watch? Is it is it still a sore spot? I mean, it's, it, it sucks it okay? because yeah. it really. I mean, I got to see the warts and all elements of it, and that was a studio. If you remember, like that's right before the Lord. I mean, that's when everything went to hell. New Line. I mean, went everything went to hell, and st- I mean that's why. I think this is a co-produced Warner Brothers and, and New Line because New, New Line really doesn't exist at all in any, in any way. But no, it was. I, I'm I'm sad that we didn't get to make it because it would have been an amazing experience. And I know what it would. I know what what projects I had that were queued up to fall into place had this been made. Right. Because I was the catalyst for this deal. I mean, I'm the one who got with Steve and got it to mm-hmm. Guillermo and got it to Lloyd and all that. But I had other things that were basically, and my kind of my things would have come to, had at least had a chance of coming to life as right. a result of this. I mean, I had meetings at New Line about my projects because of this. And I had meetings at the company that did the the production company that, that was involved in the Matrix. I had meetings like I, I had all this stuff that was set up. So yes, it sucks, but no, I mean this the movie that we would have made probably wouldn't have been a hit either. But it would have been cool to do and it might have been, you know, but yeah. I think it to me I feel like it would have done the same as this. Like I think it to Well, me, I mean, I think like the technology then cuz I I remember Mm-hmm. There's a company called Scanline. Now, if you watch any of the Disney Avengers movies uh-huh. and, and Marvel movies, you'll see them in the in the post credits. They did these amazing effects tests for us. Yeah, 
that were water shots with the shark and all this and that. And it was the beginning of something great. But I don't think the that era of technology, I think it's aged poorly, a lot of it. So I, I have a feeling that the film may have worked then, but would have been... Yeah, you think about like some of the stuff that came out around that time, it doesn't hold up effects-wise. How long were you on this? Probably four years, three, four years. Four years. And actively trying to get it made. Like, yeah, but, I mean, but it wasn't in the trades till we'd been working on it for a long time. Right. And then after that, I mean, several... I mean, there was like four or five drafts that Shane Salerno did. Steve Alton did the first one, but it was abandoned. And then Shane Salerno came in, and he's the guy that wrote the new Avatars, actually. And he did. did he really? He did Savages. He yeah. He he he's. You like his right. You like Savages a lot. I like Savages a lot, and I'm sure he'll do great with Avatar. Uh, but he we, we we didn't always get along, but he got paid for. It. He did. He you know he got his shit. Long a lot a lot of effort. Look, you got to get a tattoo from this movie. <laughs> well, hey, now you got to do this with me. So that's yeah. I think it's just let's say it it worked out. Yeah, you get a tattoo from this movie, huh? So mine's easy. Yeah. Uh, over my left nip, I've got. Ruby Rose with her hair spiked up, and it says "My Queen," M A H Queen, one word. Oh wow! Yeah, why the standout character, like the, the breakout? Yeah, we give her more props. Like she keeps getting props in the movie. Now you're giving her a permanent prop on your your man boob. Yeah, can't um, stand her. She's uh, remember she quit. She she, she was Bat Batgirl. I don't know on TV, and then she got fired. I don't know. She things. was like impossible to work with. That's the rumor kind of insane person to work with but who knows if that's true anyway my tattoo would be of course rain wilson's inexplicably left behind hand <laughs> i would just have that don't say that too much kirk cameron will show up <laughs> on my shoulder like over my shoulder you know it's just kind of like how it's resting on the whale flesh that he would be resting over my shoulder and it's just it's his it's his hand for 100 percent for sure so you're at the gym and so says is that rain wilson rain mm-hmm. wilson's hand yeah. rain wilson by the way in the last moonsy Jesus I was wrong. Christ. Not Jodie Foster. She, I got those two confused. It was him. First time. But she was in the office. <laughs> Look, movie's over, credits have rolled, and lo and behold, there's a little stinger at the end, a little extra scene. So then you have the movie ends with Finn, and then it's just a shot of the water, and you're kind of waiting for something to appear, right? Right. It never does. You see some little blur in the background at one point, but it's just the credits are rolling over this, this you know, blue underwater. And all the credits are falling to the bottom like turds. <laughs> you see this little, these little bubbles come up. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it just come up and then you see this person in a scuba suit rising to the surface. And they get up and remove their mask. It's, it's a wizened, appropriately aged Richard Dreyfus as Matt Hooper. <laughs> and he's amazing. like, looking around, he's like, what did I miss? What like, I miss? He, 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 you know, he again avoids all the shark mayhem and comes up after everything happened. Matt Hooper in this. <laughs> Pretty great. Mine's similar. Right. Um, in the middle of the night on the uh, vessel, you know, the, the research vessel. Yes. Jason Statham sneaking out with his with his overnight bag and getting on a helicopter. What? Yeah. Little girl follows him out. What's going on? Why, why are you leaving? He goes, your mom just laid there. She didn't even move a muscle during the whole act. <laughs> Lacey didn't leave any mystery to it. He just laid it out for her. During, during the whole act, <laughs> surgical. <laughs> I'm trying to dress it up, soften the blow. And she offered, I can manipulate her limbs while it's happening next time for, if you stay. <laughs> oh, <no>. All right. <laughs> they just greenlit a sequel to The Meg, literally. Uh, what's your thought, man? What's By the way, on? DJ is coming back for that, I noticed. Son of a bitch. And Cliff that. Curtis. What's the sequel? That's a good question. I didn't, write, I didn't think about this one yet. Mine's pretty cool. They go back back beneath the warmth level, whatever that thing's called, the viscous secret spot. 
down there. Because Jonas, out of the corner of his eye the first time, thought he saw a super hot prehistoric mermaid. So he goes on down there, and he, and he has got mood lighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Couple, sure. F- like liquid, like pheromones to shoot into the water, sea, sea stinks, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, a big-ass net, and, and, and you know, he's, he's got his... Uh, He's wearing his most sexy, seductive clothing. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna secret that thing away and build the better bear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He goes down to looking for the merm. <laughs> and super, super. There turns out bisexual. That's fine. Uh, yeah, both both fish and crustaceans, not men. And so he, so he's, this, this is kind of a, like I said, a romantic. The romance is in the air in this film because it's not just Statham, and there's another kind of romance that oh dj oh a couple on. couple women come on board take a look it's at that slice of slice of life they're like they kind of wearing like, one of those awful hats at one point in this movie it's fine uh romance is in the air so in the sequel romance continues is what you're saying mm-hmm. has there ever been a romantic shark movie other than the, uh, the meg i don't think so oh well, that's not true you the brodies some of the how horny the jaws films are yeah. you spent a month talking about how horny these movies are for god the brodies are always so hot for each other and then Michael Caine gets in on that. My sequel would be a detective comes, like a pl- it rolls up in a police boat. This is like everybody's celebrating the death of the shark. And this guy rolls in, flashes his badge, and he's like, sets down his bag. He's like, take me to this cloud that you guys, this trench. I see all these dead bodies and missing people. I'm going to investigate. The whole movie is him investigating and trying to figure out where these people are, where the missing are. And you know they keep everybody keeps pointing to Shark Tech. He doesn't believe it, and then he ends up just deciding that Jason Statham is like a serial killer. I don't understand why the pressure doesn't squish them into tinies. Let's say who down there in the deep. The uh, the fish. The people. Like when they go down, I, it's hard to know. But well, this the, the is, detective will figure it out. He's anyway. He's on the yeah, and it's just it's you know, everybody keeps saying, look, these people are chomped to death by prehistoric fish. And as some one character in the Cliff Curtis says in this movie, when he calls that in to the, to the actual police, they don't believe it. So this is the story of the police not believing it and having to arrest our heroes. And he gets, you know, sentenced life in prison. Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business associated with the Meg. Yeah. How do you spend that hard-earned? It's a good question. Well, the only thing I could think of is at one point the little girl comes back and she's bearing gifts to, like, Jason Statham, Jason Statham and his ex-wife. She has in her hands... Two Coke cans in both hands, and then a juice juice box held behind the Coke cans, mm-hmm. which seems like almost an impossible thing. The way she's holding it, and I that would be, I think that'd be a nice bundle to sell in stores. The the Meg two Cokes and a juice box bundle. What do you think? <laughs> Pretty good. cute, cute yeah. like shark on the juice box. Lou Graham's review of her in the movie Juice Box Hero. <laughs> I know it's like, I think that's fine. Now let's just move on from mine to yours. Remember those glasses in They Live. Of course. So I've made a Meg-themed version of those. Oh, wow. And you watch the movie yeah. with them on. Mm-hmm. And it's not in 3D. But what it does is it reveals all the propaganda to join the Chinese military that's hidden throughout the film. <laughs> so, it's not hidden. What if um, my sequel, when we race, have a better idea? What if Meg Ryan comes at the beach and sets her bags down? Everybody starts screaming and run away from her. The whole movie, it's called The Meg 2, but yeah. it's about Meg Ryan. Yeah, really like, we should not scared have gotten, of her. Should not have gotten the plastic surgery. Um, oh, that's not what I was. They're just oh. saying, but they're just afraid of Meg Ryan. And everybody knows the story about when I almost killed Meg Ryan. Yeah, you almost hit her, right? Right, with a golf cart. Look, you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. What shape does your performance take? Cool. 
question. I'm me. Oh, wow. Oh, no. You're going to be... Yeah, okay. And I'm at home alone, not getting paid. <laughs> and you're in the movie. I'm not in the movie. Okay. But I'm... I'm I don't. I don't understand it. You are a character in the story. In I'm a, a character in the in the tapestry of the May, right? In the in the margins, and it's just me. I'm at home and I'm working on a project for my day job. You know, yeah, yeah just grinding good. it out. Sure, grinding it out like what five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, trying to make the SEO thing turn green so this article that four people are going to read are going to give a shit. You are in the trivia for this film, like yeah. IMDb. I yeah. told you. Yeah, this this guy is trivial when it comes to this. Anyway, that's me. I'm, that's me in the movie. My character is an arrogant, know-it-all scientist. So just say a scientist. And just correcting people left and right when they say Megalodon. And I'm like, every time they say Megalodon, I'm like, it's Megan LaDonald. You know, they keep <laughs> saying. Let's say it's full name if we're going to go there. It's full scientific name. What do you think? Is that <laughs> pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Look. Mm-hmm. You've been asked to uh, come up with a ritual or mantra oh, yeah. for this film. Man, by the way, what do you... Okay, here, here's my... This is what I'm going to do. I, I guess my ritual or, or mantra that I'll come up with is... I'll just be... I'll talk about this film more often than I do. This is how I'll, I'll say it and see, and see how it goes over with crowds or with people. Yeah. They said they want a bigger boat, not a bigger shark. You know, what do you think? You deliver that like Sam Neill. That's, is that a compliment? I, I feel like it is. Yeah. Like, just kind of like, they said they want a bigger boat, but not a bigger shark. Now, that could have been a pretty good tagline to this film, right? Yeah. They ordered a bigger boat, and they got the bigger shark instead or something like yeah. that. Yeah. What if someone said, we need a smaller boat, and the shark doesn't see us? That's another one. Right. Yeah, it's a little dense. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not have a boat. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the tagline. Maybe don't have a boat. Like if I back in, like like uh, Brody, I, like the shark comes up and I back in, like stunned. And I go, we're gonna need an invisible boat and an invisible suits to wear, so right. the shark doesn't see. Is that it? Yeah. So I'll just start. Just that's my life. I'll just be respinning that line. You right. can. We can move on. Mine. What so about you? Bella Avery who produced this movie, I worked with on Grizzly Park, and uh, she 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 uh, she still made the movie, and I didn't. So that worked out. Who's Belle Avery? She was an actress? She was in one of the Bond films. Anyway, she mm-hmm. had this saying, don't don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Oh, God. That was a big thing she she said to mm-hmm. she Was she ever kind? And I, so what I'm taking, my mantra is I'm, I'm going um, <laughs> to absolutely mistake everybody's kindness for weakness. <laughs> is that what you're going to Okay. Yeah. Like somebody gives me like a, a cornucopia for Thanksgiving, puts mm-hmm. it on my table. Yeah. I'm like, Puss. Somebody lets me cross the street first, mm-hmm. and I'm like staring stare him down the whole time, giving the old, giving the Italian horns on my way out. <laughs> yes, stuff, stuff like that, you know, like uh, throws uh, throws their coat over a puddle for me to cross over. You, <sighs> fucking asshole! You you cross over and then weak kick ass the coat. piece of shit. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that was really her mantra, her catchphrase. She said that a couple times or yeah. more than once. Yeah, where she is something she made up. By the way, I didn't mistake it for weakness. And she still shook me off like a flea. Pippa got rid of my ass. Is she, is she involved in the sequel? Of course. Yeah. They need a vision, I guess. Look, you're yeah. on an island. You've been there all these many years. Sure. Very soon. Now it's time to take something from the Meg. Oof. There's so much to take. There's that screwdriver jammed in the midsection. Blood all over it. That might be something. Is there any rollerblades in this? No cereal. There's a bowl of fruit. Not a bowl of cereal. No spirit fruit. 
Yeah. Spirit Fruit. I would take the air of romance that's in this, that permeates this film, for sure. I would take the air of romance, the pheromones or whatever, like mm-hmm. the Statham and Lee Bing Bang pheromones, like that are just wafting. I would take that and just try to just, you know, find the love, you know, just kind of follow that. I don't know. You, you, I don't think they're in, she's in the sequel, so it must have been a, they must not have had that physical connection once they had all that heat and then that led up to something that just didn't work out <laughs> there's no heat there's not a crackle of shit going this on this is a romantic film we could file this one under romance for sure so like they they look like they're gonna date jammed in my dick hole is the um hairpin that the girl was wearing at the end of the film the what it said love on it yeah little hairpin that she had in her in her um hair okay jammed in it's your... jammed in my dick hole as i walk on the island why? To remind me of my experience with the Meg, <laughs> and you know the the you know Jaws had a saying like you need a bigger boat. No, I didn't. I, he, that's <laughs> and I'm screaming, you need a bigger hairpin. I want this to hurt all, and I'm walking around stretched out and fucking freaking out. <laughs>